All right. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Rock Video Rental. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. And as we start off each episode with Brandon, do you have anything interesting going on, anything good that you have been watching lately? Uh, I'm still continuing on with Big Bang Theory and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I've also watched a a few movies. Uh, You know, I always watch a lot of movies during the week, so I'll just (laughs) give a couple here. Um, I watched the movie White Chicks with the Williams Brothers. Uh, It's the first time I've seen that in a long time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's still, like, stupid funny. And... (laughs) I don't know if you're a Terry Crews fan. I feel like that's a movie you definitely need to watch. Because mm-hmm. he's the guy's just so hilarious. He's not afraid to make an idiot out of himself. Uh, other than that, I watched this other movie um, called The Outing. It was okay. on YouTube. It's an '80s movie, and it's about like this uh, magical lamp that lets out this genie that um, can possess people. It's almost like a demon, and it makes them kill people. Okay, I didn't know if this yeah. was like a horror movie or going to be like a comedy or something. No, it was. It's a horror movie. It was. It's an interesting premise, and some of the special effects are pretty good for the time. Uh, it lags a little bit in parts, so it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Because I stumbled across the poster before anything on uh, IMDb, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta find this movie," and then I ended up finding it. And watch it on YouTube. Nice. Yeah, other than that stuff, um, just a bunch of garbage, basically. What about you? Uh, well, kind of the normal, just a little bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine in the past week. A uh, bit of Family Guy uh, has been the normal stuff. But uh, coming off of our last month, which was... Um, that was the first time we did a month kind of uh, topic, didn't we? Yeah, that was the first time we had a theme for a month. Yeah, theme. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, so last month was Martial Arts Month, um, for those of you who may have missed that. And I found that my favorite martial arts movie, Ong Bak, which is uh, about Muay Thai, is on Tubi. Yeah, I was going to message you the other day about that. I forgot. Yeah, I was just, um, man, I can't remember what it was. I think I was looking for Jackie Chan movies just to see if there was something uh, good in there, maybe that we overlooked. And then I saw that on there, and I was like, "Oh, gotta watch it!" Because I, I swore I own this movie. I just don't know where it is. Yeah, uh, I you did because I borrowed it from you one time. <sighs> maybe you still have it. You I did return it. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the second one, but I can't find the first one. Um, anyway, so I watched that, and that was uh, good to watch again. Um, just the, the fighting scenes are really good and, uh, just been, uh, just was kind of fun to revisit that one. But then I watched another movie, which actually, hold on, I forgot to look up. Where's the, a movie that was two hours and 52 minutes long. (laughs) And, um, this has been a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and it was on Tubi, and actually, I think I just saw that I went to Netflix, and I've been wa- wanting to watch it because it has the world's greatest actor ever in the one, the only Tom Hanks. <laughs> and so uh, that is the movie Cloud Atlas. Yeah, I saw that was on there. Yeah, so... I'm not going to really come out and say like recommend it to everybody and be like, Oh, you should watch this, but it was definitely different. And it's totally a movie that you have to pay attention to everything because wow. At the beginning, I really felt like it was taking a page out of the prisoner because there were so many stories going on. (laughs) It was difficult to, keep track of but that was like the point of it like the, that was part of the point of the movie like the plot is hold on where was it they had um and the movie is an exploration of how the actions of individual lives impact one another in the past present and future 
and it focuses on one soul that is shaped from a killer into a hero and an act of kindness ripples across centuries to inspire a revolution. Interesting. I don't, I don't know if I really caught on all that, but it, what's part, part of the intriguing thing is the fact that they have a star-studded cast. So you've got Tom Hanks, Halle Berry, Hugo Weaving, uh, Jim Sturgis, Keith David, Hugh Grant, just to name a few of them. Um, and outside of that, there are other recognizable ones, um, and other people might be better with their names. But the interesting thing, too, is that every actor played at, at least three roles. Really? Yeah, and I don't know how many different... I think there was one... I think there were six different uh, timelines in this movie mm. that, th that they were doing, uh, like, going back and forth between all the time. So, again, yeah. you have to pay really close attention. So it was interesting. I feel like it was worth, worth the watch. I don't know if I'll, I'll ever get around to seeing anything with it again, but the, uh, it was entertaining. And some of the interesting things was, one, Tom Hanks, as always, does a great job, but also it shows his versatility. And he actually played, I don't know if I would say he played a villain, but he played kind of a sinister character in some of these timelines. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And then the other part that I thought was pretty entertaining, uh, there were other attributes as well, but another entertaining part was that Hugo Weaving, which is... Um, Agent Smith from The Matrix, I think yeah. is probably one of his most memorable roles. Um, he, in his diversity of characters in the different timelines, he plays a woman in <laughs> in one of them. Yeah, so it was just kind of funny that they did that uh, with him. And uh, I don't want to go too much into it because you just have to see it to understand it. So, Yeah, it's funny you talk about these actors playing different characters in the movie. And, you know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago with, uh, you know, Van Damme in uh, Double Impact, where he plays his twin brothers. Yeah. Um, you know who's, like, the master of playing multiple characters in one movie? Is Eddie Murphy. Oh, nice. Yeah. No. Even, even movies like Coming to America, where it was, like, him and Arsenio Hall played, like, half the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, Nutty Professor, where he plays, like, almost all the characters. <laughs> Gosh. yeah no very very true yeah i never really thought about that until just now that's an interesting topic to kind of discuss on who who executes that well and who doesn't mm -hmm. huh now you got me thinking but yeah anyway so cloud atlas um that was quite the undertaking like i said basically three hours i mean it was wow. yeah and uh but i mean it they did a good job with keeping everything moving. I mean, considering that you're trying to cram essentially six stories into three hours. So, right. Yeah. But that's what we've been watching. And then this will take us into our first official segment of every episode. And that is, did you know? <laughs> All right, so everybody's favorite, did you know? This is where we just go ahead and bring random facts uh, that we find entertaining or interesting so that the next time, who knows whenever the next time might be, considering that we are still in a social distancing kind of lockdown, that you are at a social gathering, you can have something interesting to talk about. So, Brandon, what do you have to share this week? So, did you know that the entire world's population could fit inside of Los Angeles? What? Yes. I'm assuming they have to be like super close together, like nuts to butts, but... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I would that's, have that's to... That's at least how I took it. I would have to assume that too, and 
I mean, I guess maybe that would make sense. I mean, if you if they're talking about just cramming everybody together. Yeah. So because uh, something that came to mind right away was um, shoot, I can't remember where it was, but I was watching some kind of uh, documentary or something. And it was somewhere over in Asia or India where they have those huge like apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And they have so many people that are living right on top of each other. But yeah, I, I could see that where if you cram everybody together. Interesting, though. Hmm. For your health. Yeah, there you go. So could do that and then abandon the rest of the world. Of course, Los Angeles is, you know, the best place for everybody to be in and have <laughs> all that smog and just add some more pollution to it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so but LA you know talking about Hollywood and all that and all our movies that we'll be discussing and speaking of movies we will be having a good 10 or a dozen movies that we'll probably be discussing this week's topic and let's go ahead and move into the main topic So the main topic this week is OTWs. We kind of just came up with that and coined that. And that is one-time watch. We're doing a one-time watch list of movies that we've seen. And just for whatever reason, because uh, there can be multiple reasons, you know, either you didn't like it and you know you're not going to watch it again, or you saw it and it was good enough and there's no reason for you to revisit it. But whatever the case may be, these are some movies that we have watched once and we are not intending to watch ever again. So did you have any other anything else to add to the description, Brandon? Or um, Kind of how I thought about it is, you know, maybe some I saw in the theater and I'm like, I have never watched them since because either it didn't wow me or if it just I didn't have any interest. Uh, mm-hmm. Other ones were like, ones that people told me I should watch and I watched them and I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to watch that again. <laughs> and I hate you now. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, you want to jump right in? You want to start off? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and start. And so the first one I'm going to go with is a Jim Carrey movie. And so Jim Carrey is one of my favorite comedic actors. Uh, he's a little crazy at times, but I just really enjoyed his acting ability and his comedy. And so I, at one point, I can't remember when it was, I think it was when I was working at family video, I kind of went on a spree of trying to watch any of his movies I could get my hands on. And one of them I watched that I never really heard anything about was man on the moon. Are you familiar with that one? Yeah, the Andy Kaufman one. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have not seen that. Okay. So I was wanting to watch as many of his movies as possible, and I watched this one, and as you said, it's a movie about the life of Andy Kaufman, um, who was a eccentric performer. Um they called him a master manipulator uh, where he would manipulate audiences and he would do do really odd and peculiar things to get reactions out of people, whether they were positive reactions or negative reactions. Mm-hmm. Not going to go a lot into it, but he did quite a few kind of wild and crazy things. But it wasn't that it was a, a bad movie at all, in my own opinion, but it just... It just didn't really draw me in. I watched the whole thing, and it was all right. It was interesting to learn, because I didn't really know next to anything about Andy Kaufman. Um, But it just, kind of like when it was done, I was just like, okay. You know, that was it. I was watching it more from uh, the fact that Jim Carrey was in it and not from the aspect of wanting to learn more about the life of Andy Kaufman. 
and I got what I needed to out of it, and I was like, okay, well, that's one Jim Carrey movie down, and on to the next one. So I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think I would ever really recommend it to anybody. It is interesting that it has positive reviews. I mean, IMDb has it as a 7.4. So, again, like I said, not necessarily a bad movie, but just saw it and don't intend watching it again. All right. Um, my first one was one I saw in theater. And I rip on the movie a fair amount, I'd say. Uh, and that movie is M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I went with my friend Andy to see it in high school. And, you know, we're like, oh, you know, he made the, you know, the Sixth Sense and he made uh, Signs. And it's like, those are pretty good. So let's go check this out. And, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> that, like all the monsters and stuff weren't real. It's like this weird cult that lives in the middle of nowhere and doesn't um, hasn't adapted to like current technology. So they're like looks like they're from the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like the, his weird, stupid twist he always has to have. But yeah, that was one where I just the twist at the end made the movie worse. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. It was just, I was so irritated leaving that. And we just like complained about the movie the whole way home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely one, definitely one I, I would, I wouldn't watch again because of that. Yeah. I, I have seen that one and I, I may have seen it twice. Uh, I can't remember if I saw it in the theater or not. And if I did see it a second time, it was just because I went somewhere and they were watching it. It wasn't like me hanging out with a group of friends and they're, they all discussed, hey, what movie should we watch? And I helped pick it because, yeah, I definitely would not have uh, suggested that one. So, but uh, no, that's, that's a, that's a funny one there. Um, None of mine were from the theater uh, that I watched, but my next one is actually with the actor The Rock. (laughs) And so this was from a series, well, kind of, you could say, a series, um, and it was just underwhelming, personally, to me. And so it's from technically the Mummy series, and he was then in the movie The Scorpion King. Yep. And I remember there was the first Mummy was really, I don't know if I would call it classic, but really well done, memorable. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't know when that one came out, but then they did what was it like one or two after that? Yeah, Mummy Returns. And yeah. And then they reference the Scorpion King in one of them, and then at which The Rock quote unquote played, but it was all CGI, mm-hmm. which that was another terrible discussion uh, or decision. And then they made a Scorpion King movie off of that. And I thought you know, hey, it's part of the Mummy series, sort of. They did a pretty good job with it. I feel like they could do a good job with this. But it just... All the movies in the Mummy series like continually got worse. And that was kind of like the pinnacle of it, where it was just not that well done. It was just more... I don't know. I feel... I almost feel like it would be in a group of kind of how Marvel decided to approach movies where it's let's try to entertain everybody and have some good laughs and just make this a movie for everybody and not really have a, to me, in my own personal opinion, not that much substance. Yeah. That was a movie just because they're trying to capitalize on a popularity of them and the popularity of the rock 
because yeah. at the time he was like the biggest name in wrestling because you know Stone Cold got injured he was out for a long time so the rock kind of took over as like everybody's favorite and he was doing you know uh late shows and mad tv and things like that so he was kind of all over the place at the time and i think the mummy returns was one of his first roles and then uh the scorpion king was like his first lead role and it's been a long time since I watched that movie. I know I watched it more than once because I saw it in the theater. Because like I'm a huge fan of The Rock, mm-hmm. was and still am. But um, I think I had it on VHS as well back in the day. Okay. So yeah, it was definitely something I've seen more than once. But yeah, not like not a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah, The Mummy Returns was the one he was in, and that was in 2001. And then this, The Scorpion King, came out in 2002. So that was uh, so that was really early on for him and everything. Uh, but And so it's not really him or anything like that. I mean, or, since it was so early on, I'll, I would say his uh, performance wasn't the best. But yeah. um, And then the rating kind of reflects... Uh, more accurately how i feel with this one because imdb has it as a 5.5 so i mean i watched it i wasn't upset like i wasted my time or anything but I, it's one of those that i knew i wasn't going to be watching again so yeah um 5.5 i feel like that's a little generous yeah i feel but <laughs> it's it's close it's a lot more in the right range than 7.5 or whatever yeah, I agree. Um, next one was a huge blockbuster movie that started a long franchise. It had a popular soundtrack. It made stars out of two different actors. And that's the movie Transformers. <laughs> um, you know, the two actors of talking about are Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. It pretty much put Megan Fox on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a... I saw it in a theater with my brother and we both left. We're like, yeah, that was pretty good. But it was just one of those movies like, you know, I've seen it. It's alright. I, I, you know, I don't have to see it again. It's not a movie I think is terrible. I thought it was alright. You know, I was entertained by it. And then they came out with like felt like 20 different sequels mm-hmm. and it was just like okay it's big robots fighting like i've seen this before and there's explosions and stuff everywhere and you know they're so close up and some of the robots fighting that you can't really tell what's going on because it's a michael bay movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just one of those things it's you know it made a lot of money and some of the sequels made a lot of money and they just kept coming out with them and coming out with them and it just I don't even care anymore and I watched the first one once and haven't watched any of the other ones okay nice that's funny with the way you were describing it because that makes me think of uh, my daughter's really into um, Power Rangers (laughs) and I don't know there's so many different variations of the Power Rangers like Mm -hmm. holy holy crap Uh, so I don't know which one she's watching but she'll have it on and I'm not watching it by hear it. And it's just the same stuff over and over again. Oh yeah. It's the exact same thing. Like I, I know in the old one that, you know, I watched and you probably watched back in the day. Um, it was like the villain would make a monster, send it to earth, the power Rangers would fight with it. They'd get beat up and then they'd get their zords and that's an attack. <laughs> make megazord and then win it was like the same thing over and over and over (laughs) yeah i know and i mean like it's just funny because yeah that's uh kid shows for you and everything but yeah essentially and how you explain transformers was funny too where it's just like robots fighting each other lots of explosions a different plot but essentially the same thing happens every time so Oh, yeah, so did you know, I'm sure everybody knows that Power Rangers was, like, only half the show was Power Rangers. 
the other half was this Japanese show called Super Sentai. And the reason why there's so many different versions of Power Rangers is because they ran out of episodes of Super Sentai for that one season. So they'd have to like move on into a different look and call it something different. Huh. I didn't. So like all the all the scenes where they're fighting the monsters and like with the Zords and they're in their suits and stuff. Those are lifted from a Japanese show. And then uh, like all the scenes where they're like at school or the characters are talking to each other with their helmets off and stuff. That was shot in America. Oh, I, I did not realize that. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. I feel smarter <laughs> already. So... All right. Well, so for the next one I have, um, this one was a disappointing one to me. I, this may have been the last time I took this risk where I bought a movie without having watched it. (laughs) Um, I thought it was going to be good. Um, it was not, it wasn't the worst thing ever, but, uh, the movie came out in 2007. I don't know when I bought it must have been a couple years later um but it's the movie pathfinder and so this is actually the viking movie that had carl carl or urban in it yeah uh so you know what one i'm talking about yeah I, I know what that is i've never seen it but i know what you're talking about okay yeah i i saw i, I saw the trailer for it it looked really interesting um and i don't know how long it was afterwards and it was on sale somewhere so it wasn't like i paid full price for it but it's just like oh what the heck i'll buy it and then i watched it and i was like i wasted that money because i know i'm never gonna watch that movie again <laughs> so essentially the premise is that a viking boy wound up getting adopted by an Indian tribe in the Americas after surviving a shipwreck. And then he grew up with Indian tribe and became a part of the tribe. And then when Vikings return um, to plunder or whatever you want to say, uh, he fought against them to protect the village that he was a part of. And that's basically the premise. So this one is pretty closely rated to the Scorpion King because this came in at 5.4. Now on uh, some other... Go ahead. I was going to say, like, you talking about that movie made me think of the movie 10,000 BC. You ever see that? Um, I want to say yes. That's That's kind of a bonus. Uh, OTW for me. Oh, <laughs> that was what my brother and I saw in theater. Like, yep, we laughed at the end of it. Like, yeah, there's so many historical inaccuracies in this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually a, a pretty good one because that would totally be an OTW for me as well. I don't think it was a theater one, but I do remember having seen that movie once. So, but yeah, Pathfinder just really didn't do it for me. It was. Watched it once, and I was like, well, that's that's that. I'm out however much money it was, and never going to watch it again. I think I might still have it. I don't know if I just got rid of it or what, but not, not a movie I would necessarily recommend bothering to watch. But And then, uh, what, we're on your fourth movie then now? Uh, it'll be my third one. Okay. Yeah, because 10,000 BC was just something that popped in my head. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm looking at my list now again. Yeah, I got three so now. So my next one is a movie that I considered one of the worst movies that I have ever seen. And I haven't watched it since, but I've seen a lot of worse movies since then. Mm. And that's the horror movie, the horror comedy, Jack Frost 2. It's okay. the killer snowman. Uh huh. Um, this time the snowman goes to like Hawaii or something like that, and he can shoot like these snowballs out of his mouth that have like teeth in them. What? <laughs> yeah, the movie is completely and utterly ridiculous. Um, 
a lot of people have said, you know, it's it's a comedy and it's supposed to be just stupid. You're not supposed to take it serious, but it's like that kind of comedy where it's people just acting like complete morons and not acting like actual people. Where you know <laughs> something like Miami Connection is so bad that it's funny because the acting's so wooden and the dialogue's bad, but they're still acting like human beings. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not just acting like complete and utter like cartoon characters. <laughs> and this Jack Frost Two is like right up there. And I mean, it's a similar kind of humor as like trauma movies. I don't know if you know what trauma is. I think so, but you're you should explain. Yeah, it's a um, company that made they made a lot of horror movies and they made like the Toxic Avenger. Okay, I don't know if you've ever seen that or heard of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's like a lot of B movies that have they all have like similar comedy in it, and it's comedy that I just don't get. I guess I don't. Um, know. I feel like you've talked about it before. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it's you know anybody listening knows what trauma is. Like Jack Ross Two is really similar to that. So if you like trauma, you might like it. But I don't know, it's one of those movies that I've seen. And I'm like that was awful, and I hate myself for watching this, and I'll never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a great way to put it. I hate myself for watching this. <laughs> so what's your next one? All right. So the next one is actually kind of like a pair of movies. Um, so this is kind of a little bit weird. Uh, if you know both of these movies, you'll realize that they are not the same movie, but anytime somebody mentions one of them, I automatically think of the other and I've watched both of them one time and I'm never going to watch them again. (laughs) And they're, they both have the same main character too, or, uh, the actor, sorry. And the actor is Nicolas Cage. (laughs) and the two movies are next and knowing okay Uh, i thought i thought for sure you're gonna say the wicker man (laughs) no i haven't seen the wicker man so yeah so we might have to review that one yeah if uh if i had seen the wicker man it probably would be on there so but (laughs) they're the reason why i always think of them together is the fact that it's about knowing the future but in different ways um Mm -hmm. next is where nicholas uh cage's character is is able to see events that are going to happen but only like minutes before they happen so it's not like he gets to see way into the future he gets to see you know minutes or maybe i think the most uh the furthest ahead of time is like a day or something yeah. So anyways, so he um that's the premise of the movie next. Now, the one that's knowing is different because there's a time capsule thing at the school where his son goes to, I think, and they discover something that starts revealing things about the future and some major disasters that are going to happen uh, that have happened or are going to happen. Um And so it's knowing the future. Both of them, I did not think were all that great. Uh, I wouldn't really recommend watching either of them. If I said to watch one over the other, I would definitely go with next over knowing. I feel like next was um, put together better and didn't have some kind of like gaping holes and just, I don't know. Maybe it was the premise of knowing that kind of just had some weird stuff in there. But uh, knowing wound up getting a 6.2 ranking and ironically enough, Next got the exact same ranking too. So <laughs> there that's you go. Kinda funny. I mean, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's generous um, because I know other movies I've seen that are in that six point range and these... Mm-hmm. No, uh, I would pass on those. So, I think Step Brothers is in that six point range. Yeah, and that's I think kind of dumb. I mean, with comedies, you gotta. It's a little. I feel like it might be a little bit more difficult to get a real fair uh, rating because some people just some 
of the people reviewing just don't get some comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my own personal opinion. I can't really say for sure. So, but yeah, Step Brothers is a million miles beyond these two <laughs> movies. Yeah, I've never seen either one of those movies. I wouldn't bother with it. <laughs> well, with your glowing recommendation, I think I'll steer clear. Um, I can give you my next one. Go for it. Which is the Sylvester Stallone movie Oscar. No, not really. Um, my next one, I, I told you before we started, like, yeah, I've only got four. But like my fourth one's just a whole bunch of movies. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've mentioned before too that I kind of like set a goal about ten years ago, I think now, where I wanted to watch as many 80s slasher movies as I possibly could. And yeah, I'm still on that. <laughs> <laughs> that just goes to show you like how many there are. There's like it's ridiculous. I'll I'll probably never watch every single one in my life because some of them like you can't find anywhere yeah but i would say 50 percent of the slasher movies that i've seen in the last three years from the 80s are ones that i'll never watch again oh I like can... they were just on they were just on my list like so i could say that i watched it um i've gone through a few like even like just this year and like the half year that we've gone through that I'll never watch again. And even just in the last couple of weeks. And those are The Last Slumber Party, Sorority House Massacre 2, Slumber Party Massacre 3, <laughs> Student Bodies and Blood Lake. Uh, Student Bodies is a parody. It's an 80s, like, it's almost like scary movie before scary movie. Oh, really? Nice. It's like a parody of slasher movies. But it's got that really goofy, unrealistic acting and humor in it, like I've mentioned with uh, Jack Ross 2 and like trauma movies. Yep. <laughs> and the beginning of it made me laugh because, like, the killer in slasher movies, like, you see, like, a POV camera, it's like the killer's point of view. And mm-hmm. there's always, the killer's always, like, heavy breathing. You know, it started with Halloween with Michael Myers, like, breathing inside the mask he has on. Well, uh, and student body is, like, the heavy breathing is just taken over the top, where it's, like, almost the only thing you can hear when it's the killer's POV, <laughs> which made me laugh, like, a lot in the first five minutes, but it goes like that through the entire movie. It was like, <laughs> okay, like, you beat this horse to death, and you're still beating a dead horse here. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's one I'll never watch again. And then, like, the other Sorority House Massacre 2 and Slumber Party Massacre 3, I legit, like, before we started recording, had to look up on IMDb at the cast to try to, like, figure out those movies, like, like to keep them apart. Because oh, they're right. so similar, and they just, like, all the girls that were in it look the same. They all have, like, huge 80s hair, and they're just stock characters, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that it just all kind of blends together. And this, the stories are really similar. So, yeah, it's just those are more like forgettable ones. And then Blood Lake is kind of, I guess, notorious now because it, it <laughs> when I watch slasher movies, I also rate them mm-hmm. so I can like have an idea of what I watched and if I liked it or not. And Blood Lake right now has the lowest grade of any slasher movie that I've ever watched. Nice. What's your scale? Ten, five, or uh, ten? And I think it's a one point three. Nice. <laughs> so that just goes to tell you how terrible that one is. Um, if you guys like those kind of movies and you want to be a completist, uh, check out Tubi because that's where a lot of them are. Blood Lake is on there, so if you want to see how terrible that is, check it out. Nice. I feel like if you were able to get some more attention around your um um your your blog and your ratings and your reviews mm-hmm. that you could maybe get connected with some people who know where some of those copies are you know it's possible um you know i've 
listen to podcasts and stuff with guys that know a lot about slasher movies and um, you know i've had like conversations with them just looking for recommendations because both the time i think that i've seen every one of them or i know about every single one of them somebody tells me oh check out this one and it's something i'd never heard of yeah it's like a never-ending battle that's like Mm -hmm. i said i don't think i'll ever watch every single one of them in my life yeah no, I'm I'm sure that something's gonna slip through the cracks, but that's that's a pretty interesting uh, niche to be in, and uh, I'm sure there are other people who are pretty interested and uh, active about those movies. So, yeah, what do you what do you have for your next one or last one or whatever? Uh, well, I kind of you told me that you basically kind of had four. I do have honorable mention kind of things. Okay. Um, since I knew you were going to probably be discussing horror movies, I did have a horror movie that I would put on the OTW list. And that was, uh, we've talked about it before and that is darkness falls. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, the tooth hor- fairy movie. Yeah. The horror movie about the tooth fairy. <laughs> Not to be confused with the movie, the tooth fairy starring the rock. Yes. No, quite, quite different. And, uh, yeah, I remember watching that one. I mean, it was, it was, um, I'm not much of a horror movie person. And so I hadn't seen too many before that one. And it was entertaining. I I watched in theater with a group of friends and I was just like, okay, I mean, that was it. I, I knew I would never see that thing again. So, yeah, I saw that one once too. Um, and uh, then a uh, little bit of a joke here, but uh, the OTW list is definitely going to have the prisoner on it <laughs> because I'm never going to waste my time with that movie again. You know, it's another OTW on your list. Uh, what what dreams may come, dude? I had that down. <laughs> I was just like, ah, should I say it? I was like, ah, maybe, maybe not. Uh. So I I wasn't gonna bring it up, but that's hilarious that you did. Yeah. I can't remember. You've never seen it, have you? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, and then the last one I have, I thought about putting on my list, but I think there's a a chance I am gonna see it again. I mean, heck, maybe we'll review it here on the show because you talked about. I I think you talked about saying that you're interested in watching it at least once. Um, so I might watch it again. But that's the movie, the classic movie, um, Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and as I said, and I'll be re- repeating myself here, but I saw it once. I was relatively young, and I was just not impressed, bored out of my mind, did not get it, <laughs> did not grasp it. So I just don't know if I was too young. So I might give mm-hmm. it another chance just to see, you know, did I miss something because of how old I was when I watched it. So, yeah, but those were the main, I've got like other ones that I was thinking of, but those, those were the main ones. Those were the OTWs I had. Um, the ones that stuck out the most, like I said, I don't think, Oh, well I'm, I'm, I, I did mix up the darkness falls was, uh, one I saw in the theater, but outside of that, I don't know if I've ever seen anything else in the theater where I knew I would never watch again. Oh, what was that? Hostel? Uh, yeah, but technically I didn't see that movie because I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> so Last house was, on the left. Yeah, that one, uh, yep, that would be an OTW, and I did watch that whole thing. Um, shoot, when you said 10,000 BC, crap, what was the movie with Jack Black and that other guy where it was like 1 BC or... Something. Year one, year one, yeah. I saw that one in theater, and uh, wah, that, wah. yeah, that would be a OTW. Uh, what wound up actually the uh, it was a little bit of a funny story. I went to I think it was actually maybe the July Fourth holiday weekend. I went. Uh, one of my friends who was going to college here in town um, was from the Grand Rapids area, 
And so for the extended holiday weekend, we, because uh, he was taking summer class, uh, summer classes, he was going back home and he invited me to go with him. So we went back and for whatever reason, I don't know if maybe it was because of the, it was the holiday weekend. You would think that there would be a lot going on, but we could not find a lot to do mm-hmm. <laughs> in his area. So one of the things that we did at one point was see what was in the theater. And that was the only thing that seemed entertaining and it was not. <laughs> so, yeah, I watched that one once as well. Um, but uh, does that wrap it up? Is that our uh, OTWs for this uh, time around? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that might kind of come into play when we do when we re- review movies. Uh, not saying that'll come up all the time, but that might be a label that we throw around uh, OTW. Yeah. So I know that uh, we watch some good ones and then we watch some not good ones. All right, well, with that out of the way, we will go ahead and move into our next segment for the show. Thank you! And so now it's time for movie recommendations or I guess TV show recommendations. We do that as well for this. Uh, But each episode we like to uh, towards the end, leave you off with something that might be worth watching. And so with this week being a topic episode, I get to handle this segment and uh, we talked a little bit about horror movies. There wasn't really a specific reason why I pulled this one. Um, I just kind of stumbled across it when I was looking around at different movie lists to see what I'd seen and what I might put on the OTW list. And I came across this. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but it's kind of, I would put it in the um, uh, genre of like scary movie, you know, um, Mm -hmm. comedic uh, horror movie making fun of the genre and everything and that is the 2010 movie Tucker and Dale vs. Evil (laughs) yeah yeah. and so I saw that that kind of pop up on a list and I was like oh man that was a good movie and I've seen that I think I've seen that twice uh, now maybe three times but yeah that was just it's a funny entertaining movie Um, these guys buy cabin and you know, it sets up kind of the cliche horror movie thing where there's also a bunch of, you know, college kids in the area and then uh, th- things start happening. There are different accidents and, you know, people start dying and it's it's just quite similar to the whole scary movie uh, concept. But I feel like it's um, done better. Yeah, it's a little more highbrow, I guess. Yeah, like it's it, they it, they kind of give nods to different things and they're not so obviously like in scary movie I feel like they they take specific scenes and then they just piece them all together to make the scary movie. Yeah, Tucker, and it's it's done that way on purpose. Oh yeah, absolutely. And with Tucker and Dale versus Evil is that it's a movie and the whole thing has like the plot and the storyline and it has a good flow where then they have little things interjected in there that reference other things. So instead of having all these blatant, obvious references and kind of being a choppy scattered movie, this one is, uh, I would say more on the entertaining side and I feel maybe more rewatchable than the scary movies. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So if you're interested in something like that, it was on Netflix at one point. I don't believe it is anymore, but yeah, uh, pretty decent, funny movie if you want to check out that. Right. And then that leaves us with one more segment for this week's episode, and that is our quote face off. I'd like to take his, his face off. You want to take his 
face. Yes. His face. So with this week being a topic of the OTWs, one-time watch, uh, we decided to go ahead and go with something, uh, I don't know, I feel like could be kind of related to that. And we're actually doing quotes from uh, the terrible side of things. So just terrible movie quotes is going to be the uh, group or genre I guess you would want to put it in for our quotes. And so, uh, Brandon, you get to start things off. What's your terrible quote for this week? Uh, my quote comes from the movie Varsity Blues. Um, you know, high school football movie, kind of comma, comedy drama. Mm-hmm. Um, very much a product of its time. It's very much like late 90s, early 2000s, right in there with movies like American Pie and, and things like that. Um, and my quote comes from James Vanderbeek's character of uh, Moxon. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to his dad and his dad's telling him, you know, like, I feel like you're pissing away your chance here. And, you know, you're the starting quarterback. This is a, a chance of a lifetime. We need to you know, talk about next week's game and, his dad's always hounded him and, you know, trying to get him to take high school football way seri- more serious than it needs to be. And James Vanderbeek drops the infamous line from this movie of Playing football in West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. <laughs> <laughs> Com- complete with terrible accent. Like, <laughs> James Vanderbeek. You know, back at that time, he was pretty huge because, mm. you know, he was Dawson and Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And, you know, he did a few movies. He was, he was, you know, he was a, a big time actor at the time for, you know, especially like that genre. And now it's like, I think I like him better now that he's able to poke fun at himself. <sighs> It'd be like, hey, you know, my accent in that movie was terrible. Dawson's Creek was just super savvy and corny. And, you know, he makes fun of, like, all the memes of his, of himself and everything. So he's he's a pretty funny guy. He's been in a couple sitcoms and things, too, where he just plays, like, a really douchey version of himself. Yeah, How About Your Mother. Yeah, he was in that. He was in, there was this sitcom that lasted me, like, two years called Don't Trust a Bitch in Apartment 13 or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was, like, he was played himself as, like, their neighbor and he just thought like everybody loved him still, like he was still wrapped up in his glory years. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a pretty funny guy, but that quote always makes me laugh. Nice. I I knew where you were going as soon as you said the movie. Yeah. Because we we've talked so about that. Got? All right. So this is kind of interesting because I always try to find something from a movie I've watched. But uh Brandon and I were talking about the different uh, what we were going, what kind of quotes we were going to get for tonight. And then Brandon so graciously sent me a YouTube link. And this was, I, I wouldn't come out and say like, this is the worst quote ever, but this quote was just so terrible that I had to use it. I don't know anything about this movie. No <laughs> idea. But this quote was just so bad and so poorly executed that I felt like I just had to use it. So this was from the 2013 movie Fateful Findings. <clears throat> and this character Dylan um is holding his friend Jim's body. <laughs> <laughs> oh and oh it's just I I want you to listen to this quote because it's so interesting that uh, some people will be hearing this for the first time and not watching it happen. But just imagine this quote is being acted out as effectively as it is being executed. Like the way that he is saying this, just imagine that his acting is matching it spot on just because it is... It, it, I, I almost felt like it was like practically monotone. 
So, anyways, so Dylan. To say hold- the least. <laughs> so Dylan is holding his friend Jim's body, and then he says, "I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide?" I can't help you out of this one, Jim. With all we've been through, goodbye, my friend. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And I almost feel like I could leave because when we do these, we we read the quote and then I go out and then we put the actual audio in um, in place of it. I feel like I almost said that word for word exactly like the guy did from the movie. (laughs) Yeah, you really couldn't have got any more wooden. <laughs> so it was, like I said, normally I, I go for movies I've seen before, but I felt like that was too good to pass up. Yeah, and it makes me think of um, like a quote from the movie The Room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I you haven't seen it. me apart, Lisa. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but I totally know what you're talking about. And I've seen plenty of clips and scenes. And that was on that, um, in that clip that you sent me with terrible quotes. Mm-hmm. Have you, so you've seen that movie? I've seen bits and pieces of it and never seen the whole thing. I am. Um, it's funny you picked that Fateful Findings one because when that came up in that, that video, I was just like, wait. Is this like real? <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I know. I I was just like, "What is what's happening right now?" I was so confused. Um, but yeah, as far as um the room goes, I have no intention of watching that movie. The only reason I feel like I would watch that movie is if we decided to review it, and even <laughs> then, I would be, I I feel like I would struggle to motivate myself to watch it. Yeah, I think I had that on the list at one point and I've just I was waiting for it to come on to like a streaming platform that we could watch it on. Yeah, we uh, we might do it but man, every time I see a clip from that, I'm just like, oh, that it just feel it's so bad. <laughs> I cringe. So all right, well there you have it. There's our quote face off for this week. Uh, pretty entertaining one to say the least. Um, we appreciate you guys, uh, tuning in and hanging out with, with us this week. We've got, uh, some interesting things coming up here in July. Um, I think, do you have the breakdown in front of you? I can't remember what the order was. Um, I could probably find it here really quick. Cause, uh, we're trying to get even more organized. Cause what we used to do was try to plan every week ahead of time, but now, uh, Brandon is being really organized and try, trying to help us organize each month in advance so that we can post a schedule ahead of time of what movies we'll be watching and reviewing yeah, I got and the topics. Yeah, I got it here. Okay. Um, so next week we will be reviewing the 1983 slasher movie Sleepaway Camp. Right. Uh, after then, a week after that, we'll be our we'll be talking about our favorite video game systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week after that, we will be reviewing the 1973 Godzilla versus Megalon. Yeah, first Godzilla movie review. And right. then the last week of July, we will be talking about movies that have a summer theme to them. Uh, yes, I remember talking about that. So, all right. So, there you go. That's what you have to look forward to. Um, if you check out our facebook page and uh check out us on twitter you will see some links to red uh redbubble and then what's the other one t t public t public couldn't remember that one um uh, we've got shirts on there for sale most of them designed by brandon a lot of movie themed ones some really great designs and things like that if you want to get some shirts or if you're looking for a way to support the show buy a shirt and then money goes towards the show from that. And anything else before we close this off? Uh, no, I don't think so. We're good to go. 
All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, We hope you guys have a fantastic uh, holiday weekend. Enjoy your July 4th. Hopefully you guys are having time off. And as always, be kind. Rewind.